Hey guys, it is uh, a special Wes Craven tribute episode. This is our second Wes Craven tribute episode for uh, Video Vampires. Last year we did People Under the Stairs. Yeah. This is Mickey. And Jessica. <clears throat> uh, Jess, uh, we, uh, we're both a little cranky because we didn't, <laughs> our, uh, our food delivery didn't come until 99% through the movie. Ugh. <laughs> so um, we're off. still kind of reeling from that. Yeah, and but then uh, we just decided to get into an argument. Yeah. Which, about, listen, tell us what your picks are. Either West Coast or East Coast Halloween. Here's my, well, quickly, here's do my... Do you represent the East Coast or the West Coast? Uh, Whose hood do you represent? I, so, I went to Salem for Halloween years ago. Well, like, over a decade ago. Maybe I was, like, 19, 18. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was crowded. I punched my friend in the face accidentally. Why? Because he was wearing a Hulk Hogan mask, but not even like a rubber mask, but like one of those plastic masks with a string. <laughs> and we were all crammed in a car, and you know, he kept getting in my face and going like, whoa, let me tell you something, brother. And like, you know when like somebody's wearing something and you just don't, you, you forget that there was a person behind there? Yeah. So I would never punch my friend normally, but I just socked him in the <laughs> face. Whereas last year... You know, Kate and I went to the parade in, in West Hollywood, and I dressed up as Freddie. She dressed up oh, as yeah. Nancy. And some lady came up to me, and she's like, oh, will you take a picture with my son? He's, like, a big fan. And I was like, sure. And then I, like, wa- I, you know, I turned around, and this little kid, he got, had to have been, like, 10 years old, was dressed up as Alex from Clockwork Orange. Yeah. And I was like, this is the child that I want. Like, okay. I want to have You want to steal her child? I want to have this kid. I, I want this. It, it was the one moment in a long time where I was like, I want to be a dad. Because, you know what I mean? But, all because of Hollywood. All because of Halloween on the West Coast, baby. Oh, my God. Uh, East Coast brings out the aggression. West Coast brings out the no, love. No, not the aggression. The depth. Okay? How about okay. that? All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, we watched The Hills of Us. Right. And, and you know, the, the funny thing is, like, because we talked in the last West Craven episode that, like, we kind of went through all of his movies. and Yeah. So we're not going to do that now. I mean, you know, at this point... There's so many that we could talk about, and mm-hmm. a lot yeah. that we could talk about. Yeah, so... I actually watched a bunch of them recently. Like what? Okay, because I watched Curse, because we talked about that. Oh, uh, that movie's garbage. And then I watched Scream 4 recently, which I like. Oh. I like it. I saw it in the theater, and I was disappointed. I saw it in the theater, too, and then it's, like, same on like Netflix or Stars. I did like, you know what scene I liked in Scream 4, though, is remember when, I can't remember his fucking name. He's, you know, he's a comedian, black comedian. He was like, he's a cop in Scream 4, and he gets stabbed in the head. Uh-huh. And, like, he's still kind of, like, functioning for a few seconds. Yeah. And I was like, I love that. Uh-huh. Because, like, that, that to me really creeped me out. Because, like, yeah. it always felt so realistic. Um, so you just watch two bad Wes Craven movies. I like them. I like Curse. I can't help it. It's so dumb. It is real dumb. But I like it. But yeah, so then we cleansed ourselves. Wait, you this. made fun of me about Skull, Skull Island, which you haven't even seen. But this seen. is Wes Craven. Okay. Um, it's his legacy. You know that movie was originally, they, they originally, they, they had filmed a bunch of other stuff for that movie. Who? 
for Cursed. Oh, really? Yeah, like, Corey Feldman was going to be in it, Skeet Olivers was going to be in it. Like, they filmed all this Said. stuff, and then they, like, the studio, like, had a panic attack or something like that, and they made him, like, reshoot the entire movie, pretty really? much. Really? And we get left with that garbage that, like... It's so strange. It's a fucking terrible movie. Like, yeah. Like, even by Kevin Williamson's standards, it's terrible. It's... Mm. It's enjoyable. Mm. Vampire <laughs> It's because you hate Jesse Eisenberg. I do. I do. I, I just get his fucking face. But I, I liked him in Zombieland. But um, we did watch Hills of Eyes. And um, what I like about Hills of Eyes is, kind of, and I mentioned this in the last episode, the West, last West Craven episode, is that all the best West Craven movies, all like you can tell it's going to be a great West Craven movie. Yeah. It's got booby traps or dreams. And... Or- yeah. Hills Have Eyes has booby traps. And um, Nightmare on the Street's got both. What do you mean? Why are you making that face? They, no, no, no. They, you're right. They they rig up their dead mother to... I know. It's, which it's I love. quite brilliant. But when you're at that point in the night, you've had enough. You blow up your you've fucking dead enough. mom. That's like that's not just punching a dick. That's like obliterating a dick. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's great because like if you watch a lot of... If you watch like... His previous movie for the Hills of Eyes, uh, Last House on the Left, mm-hmm. has dreams, has booby, like, it has, like, a few dream sequences, but then it's got this, like, or one, but, and then right when the dad's, like, kind of getting, you know, getting ready, like, he's basically starts rigging the house for, like, when they, when the killers wake up, and they're like, yeah. what the fuck? And then, like, and then they, you know, I think he's got this, like, one thing where he, like, sticks an electric wire underneath, like, the doormat. And, like, mm-hmm. so when he grabs the handle, he gets a elect- It's just this crazy elaborate thing. And so I've been trying... Yeah. Well, and I was trying to figure out what it is about booby traps and dreams that, like, that got Wes Craven going. And, you know, he's a he was a humanities professor. Mm-hmm. He didn't even really want to make a horror movie after Last House and Left because he got in so much shit. Yeah. So Peter Locke, who was the producer of Hills of Eyes, said to him, he's like, dude, you haven't done a movie in a while. You should do another horror movie. So, Wes Craven goes to the library and he reads up on the Shawnee Bean family. Did we ever talk about this? I don't know. Shawnee Bean I family. I assume we. I can't remember what era it was or what you know what century it was. Yeah. But the Shawnee Bean were like a Scottish clan of like these inbreds that would like they they lived by this um in this cave by this uh by this water by yeah. this bridge. So at certain tides, the cave opening is covered up. And so the family's inside, and they're nestled inside the cave and everything. And then when the tide was down, and the and the they would come out and they would trap or they would uh, they would kidnap, you know, people passing on the bridge, you know, rob them, yeah, eat them, and they would just procreate for like centuries, you know, mm-hmm. and, or not centuries for for generations, you know. And they're just uh, yeah, I think a lot of cannibal family stories are based on off this. of that one, yeah, yeah exactly, and. Um, and that's Hills of Eyes for sure. And like one of the things that, but the interesting thing about it, and this is where a lot of those stories don't, they don't kind of uh, follow this, is Wes Craven was particularly fascinated with the idea of like when they caught the Shawnee Bean family, like what the people did, like was arguably as fucked up yeah. as what these, like they, like they drew in, like they, the men were drawn and quartered. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, all sorts of really gruesome shit. And he was really obsessed with the idea of like, you know, which is what we see in Hills of Eyes, like a normal suburban, or not, you know, a normal civilized yeah. group becoming very uncivilized under the circumstances. Um, but that's his typical. 
Yeah, exactly. Last house on the left. He, um, mm-hmm. you know, the fa- like the, the mom and the dad. They find out that these killers have killed their daughter, and they get revenge. And they get they're so well, horrified that's... by what they've done at the end. They're like, holy yeah. shit! Like we just went that far. I think his best movies are that type. He he has a lot of um, really human villains, and that's what makes him, I think, such a good storyteller. Absolutely, and the, and the funny thing is, is that you know, if you think of the next movie. Not his next movie, but the next movie that has booby traps and dreams is Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Both of them. And uh, with Nightmare on Elm Street, the cool thing is that he's kind of still playing off that theme from Hills of Eyes where it's, uh, you know, like the civilized family doing this fucked up thing. So, like, the civilized family. Yeah. The civilized people, like, they... They kill Freddy Krueger, but... And then, yeah. And then he comes back, and so, like, he's... So he's kind of, like, doing that, and then, like, the cool thing about what he does with this whole torture, or with this whole booby trap thing, is that all of his characters, when they're rigging up these booby traps and all that shit, like, there's almost, like, a like a sadistic sense to these characters. Like, these characters that we're rooting for, um, there's kind of, like, a bit of sadism in them because, like, I mean, they could just, you know, kill the bad... I mean, maybe not in Hills of Eyes, but in Last House on the Left. Yeah. Kill them while they're fucking sleeping. But no, Dad wants to fucking, like, lather the fucking floor up with soap bust <laughs> out the chainsaw it's like he, they want to like go as far as possible yeah they want to make them pay yeah and, but, they, but I think there's a sense of getting off on it and then like and even in Hills of Eyes when like they blo- when they think they've blown up Papa Jupiter yeah and the brother and sister have that weird like you know I mean I just I have a you know I don't have a sister I have a brother but I would never we would never celebrate that in that fashion, where they're just like they just you're like, oh my god, are these guys are gonna like just get it on right afterwards. Like they're so there's such a weird chemistry with that family where I'm uh-huh. like like D Wallace Stone talking about their dad and being like, you gotta worry about what Big Bob's gonna do them. And you're like, I know that was a little strange, but yeah. I think also the seventies were fucking weird, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like I like this part. I like this movie in particular, especially for the ending. Yeah. Um, and the way it, it fades out, um, cause it kind of shows the crossover of exactly. the victim to, uh... To the fucking, you know, yeah. like, he's going, he's going fucking bananas with that fucking knife. Yeah, as he should, though. As he should, as he should. As a normal human brain can only get yeah. so much. But, you know, here's the funny thing is that, so there's stories about the making of this movie where, like, Wes Craven says is never gonna be, it was never an option, but... Yeah. Other people said they remember there was a distinct pot, there was a... A debate on whether or not the baby was going to make it through the movie or not. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, if they kill the baby in this movie, we're walking That's out. That's it. Set. There's yeah. a rape movie. There's a baby killing movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. And like, you know, the funny thing is that like Hills of Ice, I mean, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, like the daughter is, isn't she? I mean, like we're supposed to believe, you know, in the, the 70s standards, we're supposed to believe that she's being raped in there, you know, like yeah. in that room. Yeah. So he's just kind of letting it all out, you know, like just, you know, um, Giving it to us left and right, um, but I uh, there's I, a lot of there's a lot seventies have a lot of rape movies. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's a lot of spit on your grave. That was eighties, nineteen eighty, but technically seventies. Well, yeah. yeah, and then Last House on the Left. And yeah, this. Well, it's just you know what's funny. I think it was just more of an occurrence. Yeah. In that type of movie. Well, I mean, like in in some like for some movies, not Alan Moore's always writing about rape too. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, especially in the, I think in the 70s, yeah, yeah. Alan Moore, but Alan Moore's not just writing about rape. He's writing, like, I, I remember reading this, like, Lovecraft thing he did where it's like, she's yeah. getting raped by a weird fish monster, and I'm like, yeah. yep, that's, that's happening. Yeah. Um, but in the 70s, I think that a lot of times we, you know, like, they, they threw that in there was for kind of like, you know, for the fucking, 
for the, yeah. for the crowd to be like getting a little titillated. Like, oh you know? no, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, it depends. I mean, I'm not the right crowd, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I know what you mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, um, you know, another great story about this movie is that Michael Berryman, who I I don't, I can't. I've Did never he die recently. No, he's still alive. Yeah, I'm never scared of him in this movie, and I think it's because there's something so. Even when he's at his worst, I still feel like he's kind of, like, adorable, you know? Like, uh, I don't know about adorable. I was going to say goofy, but... Okay, go- oh, I, I mean adorable and, like, you know, it's, uh... You know, like, he's so cute! You know, like, I think, I think it's so adorable that when he's, like, trying to rape the daughter and, like, his brother, like, throws him off and is like, you know, you can't, you gotta wait until you're a man. He throws this temper tantrum like a child and starts yeah. smashing stuff. It's adorable. Know. No, that's not the right word. Do not say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but, or, or, like, with the part when he, like, gets his, like, Achilles tendon, like, cut and open. Yeah. And he's, like, that making this, face. like, that hurt yeah. face. is like, no, but I guess what I'm saying is, I, and I also, mostly the reason why I, I never get scared of him is I think of him in Weird Science. Yeah. In that cameo. <laughs> Whereas you know James Whit- James Whit- Whitworth who plays the father Papa Jupiter, yeah. he's actually scary to me. Yeah, but um, because he is a more oh, he's fucking terrifying though. Comprehension of what he's doing. Yeah, Michael Berryman's there's a premiere, and you can see this on any you can hear about the story on any of the DVD releases. But Michael Berryman's in the theater watching the movie, right? And there's this lady and her son in, in the like sitting in front of him, and this lady's like you know she's watching the movie and she's like. This movie's sick. It's depraved. It's oh, and he just like taps her on the shoulder, and he's uh-huh. like, and she turns around. And he's like, "You're right, lady. This movie is sick, and it is depraved." And the lady freaks out and runs out of the theater. <laughs> and the son apparently thanks Michael Berryman, like, "Thank God," you know, like. Uh-huh. Um, I always love that story, but you know, one of the things I also like about Hills of Eyes, kind of get back on, you know, a more serious thing, is that one of my favorite Wes Craven quotes, and I mentioned this again in the, you know, the previous tribute episode, was that he always. He says that the the first person, uh, the first thing an audience should be afraid of when they're watching a horror movie is to be the director, mm-hmm. the maker, you know. And I think that Wes Craven does that in Hills of Eyes, where he like things that you don't expect to happen, like you don't expect E. Wallace Stone to like. That came as a shock to me when I first saw this movie years and years and years yeah. and years ago. You're like, oh, she doesn't. That happens, you know. We're like, um, yeah. Or even like the mom dies. The Both m- moms die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and he he doesn't he. That's the difference between you know early Wes Craven and later Wes Craven. Is I feel like by the time we get to Scream and like moving forward, you know he's he's not as shocking. You know, it's, but that's uh, that's everything. Nothing is as shocking as as what it used to be. Well, I mean, maybe, and I, I, I I'm gonna retract what I just said because in Scream, when I, I remember seeing that in the theater opening yeah. weekend, and I remember thinking, oh, Drew Barrymore is gonna make it through the entire movie, and she's gone. <laughs> yeah, that, that's an example of what I'm talking about, though, where you're like, oh, I did not see that coming. Yeah. Um, but I think that, like, you know, certainly later on down there, like Red Eye, or Scream yeah. three, four. Uh, I saw. Um, my Soul to Take, which was his last movie that he wrote and directed. It was right oh, really? Him. I thought it was... Um... Well, Scream 4, he didn't, yeah. he didn't write, he just directed. Yeah. But My Soul to Take, he wrote and directed, and it was... I found a lot I liked about it. It's a really bad movie. Yeah. But I just... I just there, anytime he writes something, uh-huh. I find there, like I, I, there's something about it, because you almost... you can. Well, you. I feel like internally, when you know, too, you appreciate it a little more. Sure. But there's also like this, like... Even when it's not working, it's sincere, you know? Yeah, that's and, like why Shocker. You, yeah. Well, no, what I mean is, like, you know, like, Shocker is not a great movie by any means, uh-huh. 
I like it. I love that movie. Yeah. And, like, I get so into, like, the love story between, like, Peter Berg and his dead girlfriend. <laughs> and, you know, like, I, I forgive that movie a lot of things because it actually, like, there's depth to it. Even if it's, like... You know, even if, like I said, even when the movie's flawed, you still but feel... But that's like... his whole point, is the two sides of... Sure. ...of humanity. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of in a lot of places. Absolutely. And, like, um, you know, and, and that's, I think, one of the reasons why he's, like, obsessed with dreams in movies is because dreams are, like, the biggest window into, like, a character's subconscious, you know? Yeah. So, you know... There's a lot you can play with that. Like, in, in Last House... Freud a lot, yeah, and Dreams. Oh, yeah, and like yeah. They were all, it's, it's, it's interesting. Wes Craven definitely was an interesting guy, and he was very, I feel like, uh, I don't know. There, I, there is something very sincere about him that you like even his bad movies. Yeah, I mean, like... And I, exactly, like, there's something, I mean, like, cause I, to be honest, like, when we, like, when we talk, we talk yeah, about Yeah, like, this, he like, wants to create something. Yes, you yeah, know? yeah, and it's like, you know, it's funny because, like, you know, John Carpenter in his filmography has, I would say John Carpenter's a better director. Yeah. Because there's, there's, you know, you can, there's very few bad John Carpenter movies, whereas with Wes Craven, it's like, I could give you a page of amazing Wes Craven movies, but I can also give you a, a page of, like, really bad ones like the other night I was, yeah. <laughs> I was watching Swamp Thing at the bar when I was working and I was like god this movie's fucking bad like and I love, there's something really like endearing about how bad it is like yeah. just the co- but it's really fucking bad and like and we were talking about a movie that has Ray Wise in it from Twin Peaks mm-hmm. Adrian Barbeau um, Louis Jordan and then like it's directed by Wes Craven it's Swamp Thing and yet all of it is so bad it's like <laughs> But there's yeah. still something in there. Oh, the uh, Krug, um, David Hess from uh, Last Has Left. He's uh-huh. in Swamp Thing, and I'm like, fuck, man. There's so many things that should be. This movie should be totally solid, but it's but, not. You yeah. know, it's like all these ingredients are great on their own. But when you mix them all together, it's Swamp Thing. Yeah. Which again, I still love, but it's not a good movie. Um, whereas Hills of Eyes, I think, is a really. I mean, like the uh, when I first saw Last House on the Left, I was a you know I was a teenager, and I was like, I didn't. It didn't horrify me like it does when I watch it now, and I'm like, yeah. oh, shit, this is heavy. Yeah. You know? Well, you didn't have quite an understanding. I mean, I think we do that a lot here, too, is, like, we see movies as kids, and then we watch them, and we have a whole, a totally different view of what they are and what they meant to us, you know? Exactly. And, like, with Last House on the Left, you heard that it has this rep- built-in reputation, so when you see your kid, you're, like, you're expecting, like... You're expecting what people expect when they watch a Serbian film now, you know? Yeah. Whereas, you, and you don't quite get that. Whereas with Hills of Eyes, I remember watching when I first saw that movie, I was like, oh yeah, this is fucked up. You know, because yeah. there's, you know, it's it's weird. Because Last House on the Left, I think now when I watch it, I'm like, I'm more disturbed by that. But at, I guess what I'm saying is that La- Hills of Eyes definitely got me the first time I saw it. Yeah. Like using, like again, using the mom as a, as a booby trap. Um, yeah. <laughs> the cannibalism. Um, there's like, I mean, James Whitworth, like, again, has these great fucking lines to, you know, when he's, I think he's eating Bob Carter after he's burned him alive on a Joshua tree, no less. <laughs> I know. Which, you know, they couldn't have done that legally, uh-huh. which I know they didn't because if you listen to the commentary you watch, they're like, yep, uh, we just looked around, made sure nobody was here, and boom. Yeah. Uh, but he's got that great line, like, you know, he, you know, sticking your life in my face. And I was like, yeah. God, I hope to God someday I'll have. A moment where I can use that line in context <laughs> to somebody, but um, yeah, I, you know what this movie too. I and you've done long distance driving, right? Yeah. You know, like 
uh, I've definitely driven from Connecticut to California, and you hit these spots that are just, like, in the middle of fucking nowhere, and you can't help but think of this movie or be eaten or anything. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing about West, you know, a lot of West Craven stuff, too, is that there's something about the stuff that he writes, and not all of it, but a lot of it, where it's, like, it kind of goes, it, you know, they almost feel like modern-day fairy tales. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But like, more like modern-day, like, um... I, not fairy tales, but like, um, I don't know. I meant like more. Like, I meant like more like Grimm's fairy tales, where like you know, there's always like a you know uh, an urban legend. Sure, sure, but like rather than a fairy tale. Yeah, but I mean, like what I mean more is like you know, there's always like you know, even dating back to like you know the Grimm's you know Grimm's tales and everything, where they're like the message, the moral of this story is don't stray off the path because some, you're going to experience well, this, this, yeah. and this. That's what I mean. Is that like he's taking these very basic and, and very kind of, like, deeply rooted fears that we all have, yeah. and he's really into, like, you know, putting into the surface, so he'll advise... Well, yeah, that's also, like, greed, too. It's like, you know, yeah. he warned him not to go, and then he was like, no one's gonna get my silver, he wants it for himself. It's oh, yeah, but, I mean, let's be honest, the dad should have been... I mean, I'm I'm not... The dad was a piece of shit. Yeah, Fuck that dad. What he was racist, he's... Yeah. You know, and that's... And he was a cop. And he's a cop who Fuck does... Him. Who, like... Flips out on his fucking wife after like they oh, get a racist cop. Weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, but no, he's like I don't know. There's just something really special about him in his movies. Yeah, there really is. I um, I uh, like again, my favorite of all time is Nightmare on Elm Street. But mm-hmm. you know, we could go on and on and on and talk about that movie. But I think minus people under the stairs. I think that's, that's a, I mean, that's that's the one I remember seeing as a kid, and I feel like that is the last time we really get to see Wes Craven at that, like I said, like... Yeah. Where he's, so he's trying to tell, like, a, a deeply rooted story, or he's trying to, like, tell something bigger, and, you know, he's trying to sneak in, like, a lot of big things mm-hmm. to an audience that isn't probably going to appreciate them as much. Yeah. Like, when he's making people in the stairs, there's this great allegory about, like, the the the, the rich literally, literally yeah. eating the poor, and... um. You know, but when you go into a movie theater on a Friday night, you don't realize that you're getting, like, this stuff this, stuff. Yeah, this it, lesson. Yeah, and it's it's really great, and I, I, I'm i really sad that he, uh, I'm really sad that his last movie was Scream 4. No, stop! I like Scream 4. I'm, I'm just sad, sad that we don't have his, even before, I, I think, I mentioned this last, last, what, yeah. Craven episode, too, is, like, I, I luckily got to see him do a Q&A, and very shortly before he died, maybe a few yeah. months before... And it was just so cool, but it it was the cool part. It was to hear him to talk about other movies that he really appreciated. So, like, oh, the yeah. whole thing was, like, him presenting Children of Men as one of his favorite movies. That's right. And it was just too cool to hear him talk and appreciate film in general, and that makes you want... And that whenever someone, a director, talks about that, it makes you like them a little bit more because you feel like this is their art yeah. rather than a job. Right. And, and, you know, you're absolutely right. And like, that's why you like his shitty movies anyway. Yeah, you know? because, because you know that the guy, the, you know, when he, when he's throwing a sh- he has a sheep running around at the beginning of Nightmare on Elm Street, and that to him, it means nothing other than he wanted to make a, a, a tribute to Boonwell. Yeah. It's like an homage to Boonwell. Or, or the fact that, you know, Last House on the Left is a basically a remake of an Inmar Bergman film, mm-hmm. um, you know, just sleazier. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, I love the fact that here's this guy making these horror movies... But his background was like literature, yeah. Hum, you know, professor, and then all these great art house films from like the sixties and mm-hmm. you know seventies and and even beforehand, and and uh, yeah. So uh, 
that's our brief, you know, yeah. we're, we're going to do this really one really short, but that was our brief uh, talk about Hills of Eyes. Um, I liked the remake. I didn't see it. It's good. Is it? It's not great. And here's the thing is, of all, I don't like the remakes of other directors' movies, but for some other reason, the, direct, like the, the two remakes I've seen of Wes Craven films being, I've seen three, come to think of it, but... I've seen The Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, it's garbage. But, I don't remember it. I saw it in the theater and I've never seen it again. He had nothing to do with that, though. Whereas oh, I know. Where, no, but whereas with Last House on the Left remake and Hills of Eyes, he, he was producing that. Oh, really? So I he, saw the Last House on the Left remake. Actually, I, it wasn't that bad, but it's, I, it's one of those that I saw in the theater and again, didn't yeah. see it again, but... And Hills of Eyes, he picked the, he handpicked the director, which was, yeah. uh, I can never pronounce his name, but he's the guy who did High Tension. Oh, yeah, the yeah. French director. Yeah. He, like, hand, so he was involved. When Emerald Elm Street remake is utter garbage... I could do three episodes on how fucked up that movie was yeah. and how stupid it was. But again, he had nothing to do with it. Uh, he, <laughs> he actually, him and his, uh, was it him and his son? Him and somebody co-wrote together the script for the Hills of Eyes 2 remake. Yeah. Which I didn't see. But I imagine it's better than the Hills of Eyes 2. There's a, wait, there's a Hills of Eyes 2-2? Two, two? Yeah. Oh, wow. Just like there's a Halloween 2-2. <laughs> yeah. But the Hills of Eyes 2 remake, I heard, is better than the, Hall- the Hills of Eyes 2 that Wes Craven made, where he was like, I need to fucking, I need to make I something. Need, yeah. yeah. And so he made it, and it's like, I don't know if you ever saw the one, but Ruby from the first one, she's married to Bobby, <laughs> and they have like this weird bike racing like thing, and they're going to go test some stuff out in the desert, and Bobby doesn't want to go because he's got like PTSD. PTSD. Yeah, man, yeah. what the so fuck? So Ruby goes, and then, you know, shit goes down, and like... I really like Ruby, by the way. Janice Blythe, we, we talked yeah. about her in uh, the Eaten Alive episode, and I really dig her in this movie. And I kind of also like that Wes Craven, um, I think it was shortly after Hills of Eyes, had said, like, you know, he was talking to his daughter, and he's like, I want, I, I'm tired of writing, I don't want to make another horror movie where a girl is, like, yeah. a victim. So he really kind of made an emphasis on trying to make his female characters stronger, you know, mm-hmm. and like, and, and not victims, and more, and more often not the heroes, yeah. you know, and I like that, and, uh, I feel like you can see that in, a lot in Scream 4. Yeah, I think you can see it a lot in Scream 1. In fact... Well, yeah, but I mean, like... And 2, and yeah. 3. <laughs> <laughs> um, but man, 3 and 4 are really bad. I don't remember 3, I know I saw it, but I don't remember it. 3's really bad. I, I only remember four because I watched it recently. I mean, two's only really good because Timothy Oliphant. I mean, I mean, that guy's fucking awesome. Yeah, he is awesome. Um, I mean, he automatically bumps a movie up to, like, you know... A couple notches. A couple notches up because the guy's fucking badass. <laughs> Watch better. Deadwood on HBO. <laughs> um, he is pretty cool. And, and Go? I mean, come on. I know, rules. he was so hot. Listen. Well, I just thought he was cool. I, I liked him. I would have been... What's her name? Katie Holmes? Katie Holmes. Wouldn't That's we right. all? Yeah. Um... <laughs> That's a, actually the best way to end this uh, yeah. episode. So uh, go check out Hills of Eyes. It's on Shutter or get a yeah, video. Or get on Google Play or Apple. Literally anything. But, you know, it's Wes Craven anniversary yeah. of his death. Celebrate yeah. by watching one of his movies. Yes, please. Recommend Hills of Eyes. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. For them first, the hills have eyes. A night of terror, a day of vengeance. What began as a vacation ended as a nightmare. No one was spared, no one. The lucky ones died first. The most shocking, terrifying film you will ever see. The Hills Have Eyes, Certificate X, at Selected Classic West End Cinemas now.